You've heard me talk a lot about the theory of jobs to be done, but what is it exactly? That's high time we dove into that. Do you want to decommoditize your products and services? Do you want to become a destination brand, increase your revenue, and have more control over your pricing? Well, you're in the right place. Each week, we'll talk about how to create great customer experiences and how to orient your company to enable them. I'm your host, Devin Smith, and this is the Experience Leader Podcast. Welcome to Experience Leader. I'm your host, Devin Smith, and we are talking this week about the theory of jobs to be done. We are going to do a deep dive here and explain the theory so that uh, we can all be on the same page. You know, I know that a lot of folks may have listened to that last episode where we got the unique honor of getting to talk to Karen Dillon uh, without necessarily having uh, done much reading or, or uh, you know, really known about the theory before that episode. This episode is for you. So to get into things, I wanted to talk about how I came across the theory and and first got introduced to it. I remember um, buying the book, Competing Against Luck, in February of 2017, uh, which was uh, shortly after it came out the previous fall, I think around October in 2016. And uh, I, at the time, I was involved in product innovation work. I worked at a tech consulting firm and um, was leading a lot of innovation workshops. My entire job was focused on working with executives from startups to uh, larger companies to try to figure out how to create products that people wanted and how to essentially bring those products to market. We were thinking about the entire customer experience from sales all the way to, uh, uh, to purchase and beyond. And as I was doing this work, I was trying to keep my pulse on what was out there and uh, you know, always reading to try to better my understanding of how to create products that people wanted. My background was in user experience and you know, also had a background in marketing uh, and advertising. And so there was a good mix there of, of being in the seat of somebody trying to get somebody to make a purchasing decision and also being the person in the seat of designing the thing that the person was buying. Um, or pulling into their life. And I realized after I picked this book up that it was describing to me, it was accurately describing to me the reason why people made purchasing decisions. The, the, the reason why people brought things into their lives. And so... I was immediately blown away. I, I knew that I had found something that rang true and could help me help my clients to make products that, that really would stand out in their industries. And so I had started trying to incorporate what I found in Competing Against Luck uh, into the work that I was doing. It started to frame the way that I thought about everything. Um, in the customer experience, everything from uh, the marketing messaging all the way through to you know buying the product and using it. In my opinion, jobs theory 
helps you understand how to form an entire business around solving a problem in somebody's life and doing it in a way that makes that person say, these people get me and these customers are willing to pay more for your solution than another solution because you create a better uh, experience. You know, if we remember what Clayton Christensen said in the book, people choose products over others, not because of, of features, but because of the experiences that they enable. And so when I, when I talk about this, I'm, I'm talking about what you're allowing to happen in somebody's life because of the way that you have designed the entire interaction around a product or service. So the, the theory of jobs to be done is excellent at identifying causation, why somebody does something. You know, there are a lot of things that we do in the business world that you know, are based off of uh, data and uh, data is not bad. Um, but when we are using mostly quantitative data, a lot of times all we're getting is correlation. We're not getting causation. And it's the qualitative data that often is necessary for us to get an accurate depiction of causation. And that's what jobs theory does. It's very research heavy and it utilizes both quantitative and qualitative data in order to understand and capitalize on why somebody pulls a certain product into their life. And you then can take that information and build messaging off of it, build branding, build product, uh, articulate your message in the sales process better, uh, to develop a sales strategy. Everything can be based on understanding why somebody chooses to solve a problem. And, uh, you know, I think that it is uh, best described, you know, as, as they say in the book, um, and is also said by, by Bob Mesta, who helped Clayton Christensen develop the theory. Um, it, it is the progress that somebody wants to make in their life that causes them to decide to bring something into their life to help them make that progress. And what you're trying to do with this research is to understand that progress that they're trying to make. So let me give you a practical example of this in action. Um, you know, this is one I, I take from Alan Clement, who is a pretty notable jobs to be done practitioner. When you think about uh, a husband who decides that he wants to make dinner for his wife, he goes online and he starts to search for recipes, etc. And he starts getting served ads for things like meal kits and, and, you know, some of these services that deliver you all the ingredients and, and the instructions on how to make a meal. But if this man were to be interviewed, 
uh, by somebody using the the methods uh, that a jobs to be done practitioner would use to understand why he wants to make dinner for his wife. Eventually, you would get down to the fact that he wanted to do that because he wants to be a thoughtful husband. Well, it's an interesting thing here because you could actually help him accomplish that without him having to make dinner. Maybe he's not good at making dinner. Um, He wants to be considered thoughtful and you could present all kinds of options to him to allow him to be thought of as a thoughtful husband by his wife. And note here that if he is actually successful in getting his wife to think of him as a thoughtful husband, it's actually uh, irrelevant whether the dinner that he made is good or not. That wasn't his goal. His goal was to leave the right impression with his wife. And so you could potentially present all kinds of things to him that somebody in the meal kit industry would not think that they're competing against. They may not realize that they are just as equally competing with a gift that he may decide to buy his wife. They may be competing with uh, a vacation. They may be competing with all sorts of things that he may choose to achieve the goal of being considered a thoughtful husband by his wife. And you're not going to know that that's what he's really after, that the dinner isn't actually the most important thing unless you ask the questions. And data, quantitative data, can't give you that by itself. You have to have the qualitative data to be able to understand causation, to understand why he wants to do that. That's a, a an example of where jobs theory can give you the ability to understand how to innovate by helping somebody make progress in an area that they're struggling in. If you know that the struggle is to be a thoughtful husband, then you can introduce all sorts of options. An area where you didn't think you could compete before all of a sudden becomes a level playing field because you understand the problem better than anybody else in the space probably does because you spent the time talking to enough people to understand why they take the actions that they do. Maybe buying the meal kit is a suboptimal solution. And this gives you the opportunity to present something that is a better solution than they had originally thought or identifies and connects with them that, hey, you're using this workaround right now. You don't really like cooking. Here's this other thing that'll help you impress your wife and let her know that you're thinking about her. That guy is going to say, wow, these people get me. I'm going to buy this product because this solves a problem and is going to alleviate the pain that I was experiencing otherwise because I'm a terrible cook. That's one example of taking one solution out of the picture by providing a better one. That's kind of how disruptive innovation really happens. And that's what Christensen was after. He was trying to identify or uncover the causal truth behind disruption. And I think that 
he and Bob Mesta did a great job of being able to develop a theory that covers it. And I think that my initial uh, sort of attraction to this theory also includes the fact that I have a background as a UX designer. um, And I realized that some of the same things that we were doing uh, when interviewing users were also being done during jobs to be done interviews. It was really uh, an adjustment that wasn't huge to me to the paradigm that I already had about trying to understand how to make something that somebody actually wanted. And so I saw a, a, a clear path to being able to expand beyond just using a, a product and especially uh, a software product and interface into being able to understand what that person wanted from the entire experience. And all I had to do in order to understand that was expand the paradigm of the scope of an interview. And, you know, so the the thing that I thought was that it was going to be easy, but I can tell you that um, it definitely is a, a different frame of mind. When I look at the uh, sort of scope of interviews that have already been done and I look at examples to try to make my own process better I realized that there's a skill to interviewing here that I I had to sort of rise to and I'm still working on it to be honest with you you know I look back at projects where I have tried to employ jobs to be done interviews and, and then I go and I look at the way that masters like Bob Mesta do it and I realize that I still have a long way to go um, but as I continue to progress I learn more and more from the people that I interview and you know even with the things that I'm doing right now getting some great insights and really helping um, the team that works with me out by giving them information that we weren't even looking for necessarily so I have to say that as I am working on this and trying to get better at it Uh, It just continues to yield better and better results. And I honestly say that if you want to do this, get started. Um, You know, some of the things that I wish that I had done, I think can help you here. And so the next thing that I'm going to do here is give you some practical tips on how to get started with jobs to be done. So the first thing that I would do is read the jobs to be done handbook by Chris speak and Bob Mesta. You can get that on Amazon. It's not very expensive and it's very short, um, but very insightful. I think that it is extremely important that you take anything that you're learning from the books on the theory itself and you're learning the practical application side of it. So let me back up a second. I do think it's important for you to go and read Competing Against Luck. I think that that is absolutely where you should start. And then read the Jobs to be Done handbook. I think that gives you a picture of the theory and then gives you a picture of how to practically apply it. It it shows you how to get started. You know, there are some things that, that I have gotten into you know, not because I knew that this would be useful to trying to uncover jobs to be done, but I was just kind of chasing my interest 
and turns out that um, it could be useful. So, you know, if you've got time and, and you haven't done it yet, I also recommend reading Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. There are some interesting things in there about being able to uh, do interviews where you're trying to understand uh, what somebody wants and to be able to get them to tell the truth about that that can also help you. Is it absolutely necessary? No. I think that the Jobs to Be Done handbook does enough to get you going and then uh, real world experience is going to be the best teacher after that. But if you do have the time and are interested, I think that that, that um, Never Split the Difference is going to help you understand more about how to interview people and to get the truth out of them and is going to sharpen your skills a bit. I think that you could probably get started and see how you do. And if you're looking to further your skills, go pick that book up. I will say that um, from what I understand, Bob Mesta even got uh, uh, some coaching from Chris Voss and you know, helped improve his interviewing skills and being able to get the truth out of people. Because I will say that that is something that is important to this process is actually finding truth. It's not enough to interview somebody and just get an answer. You need to be fairly confident that they're telling you the truth. And I'm not saying that to kind of scare you away from this. I'm saying that to make sure that you don't just take everything that somebody says to you in a Jobs to be Done interview as fact. Because sometimes people are going to try to tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes people are going to try to uh, sort of fabricate a memory where they don't remember things. And again, the Jobs to be Done handbook will help you with some of that. Um, but understanding more psychologically why people will wind up telling you something that's not exactly true, uh, it definitely helps with being able to conduct an interview that's going to yield good business results for you as you seek to build things off of the knowledge you get from these interviews. So read Competing Against Luck, read the Jobs to Be Done handbook, and get started. You know, I actually got started without reading the Jobs to Be Done handbook because I didn't know that it existed until probably two and a half years after I started trying to uh, do these interviews just from reading Competing Against Luck a couple of times. So you'll actually be starting out ahead of me. But I can say that even though I was doing that without having as much practical knowledge as you will when you get started, I think that you're going to get value out of it um, as I did the entire time. Uh, you know, I, I always got value out of it. It always helped with me knowing and, my, and being able to help uh, the teams that I was working with know what to build and who we're building it for a lot better than when we started. So don't be discouraged by having a, a lack of, of knowledge of how to do it perfectly. Just start doing it. So that is jobs to be done, ladies and gentlemen. I think that uh, it is a fantastic way to be able to uncover causal truth. Like I said before, the thing that you're after is causal truth that will help you know exactly how to meet customers where they are in their struggle to make progress. And you will do it better because you have spent the time and the energy to understand the way that they think about their problems and how they are looking to solve them. And you're coming in at the right point to be able to offer them an optimal solution. 
with great messaging, with a better product, with a better sales process, with a better total customer experience. So that's what I think. I would love to hear what you think about jobs to be done, especially if you're trying it out. If you're getting started and you are trying to do these interviews, I would love to talk with you because I'm always trying to get better and I want to know how it's working for you and how we can help each other get better. So head to devinwsmith.com. That's D-E-V-I-N-W-Smith.com. Shoot me a message and let me know how it's working for you or any questions that you have as you want to get started. And I just want to say I'm really excited about some things that we have coming up here. Uh, Definitely have an interview that I think is going to be very, very worthwhile for you. So stay tuned for that. I will definitely release uh, a video uh, and some communication because I want to make sure that I get your questions in before this particular interview comes up. It's going to be great. And until then, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Keep out serving your competition on your relentless pursuit to become an experienced leader. Thanks for listening.